0: Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me is my very, very talented friend who I believe can move mountains, the mixtress DC Gina. Hi, Louise. How are you? Hi, lovely. Good, good, good. You ready
1: to move some mountains? Yes, I'm ready to also have a cocktail today. I feel like today's, <laughs> I'm like into it. I'm like, thank God it's a drinking podcast. There you go. Yeah. As we
0: continue to celebrate Pride, I think it's really important to remember that anyone can support the LGBTIA community, and we should, no matter how any of us identify, because allies are the most effective and powerful voices of any movement, especially in this movement. Not only can you help somebody through a very dif- the very difficult points of com- the coming out process, which we all know can be very challenging, On the flip side, you can help others understand the importance of equality, kindness, and acceptance, which I think all of us can use a whole hell of a lot more of, no matter who we are. So if you're ready to help, but you have no idea where to begin, volunteering at a local organization is a great place to start. And Gina, I've heard you say this so many times, if you don't have money, your time is worth so much. So if that's what you have, give that. Because not only does your community, whatever community you're choosing to support, not only does it benefit, you benefit as well. Because, get this, Gina, statistics have proven, statistics, I don't know where they are, who they are, but they have proven that people who volunteer regularly are both healthier physically and mentally. So it's a win win. And we both know we need a little help in the mental side of things, huh,
1: Gene? Yeah, obviously. <laughs>
0: It can't all be done through the, you know, through the bottom of a glass, right? Um, so one person who proves all this to be true is today's designated drinker. She's the VP of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Capital Pride Alliance. She is none other than Natalie Thompson. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks so much. So happy to be here. Okay, Gina, you ready for this? I am ready. So. Okay, so in the intro, I just mentioned that she was from Capital Pride Alliance, a title VP there. But Natalie, please tell Gina and our listeners about your day jobs. Gina, I said jobs with the S, and uh, (laughs) we're all about to feel like slackers because this woman literally lives a life of service. Natalie, make us feel bad.
2: Oh, no, no, no. So for my day jobs, uh, I part-time work for the San Francisco LGBT Center, and I'm the director of programs there. And then my full-time job, I work as a director of programs for an affordable housing company and really supporting folks who are in need of permanent supportive housing, those who are exiting out of homelessness. Um, And then I do a lot of volunteering. So I'm glad to know that volunteering helps to improve mental health. (laughs) 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 So I volunteer, as you said, for Capital Pride as the VP for diversity, equity, inclusion and accessibility. Um, We do have like an accessibility arm that we like to make sure that we are always staying inclusive of all members of our community. And then I'm also the vice president of, uh, it's such a long title, Global Outreach and Partnerships for InterPride. And so I work with Pride networks around the world to support those that, number one, you know, being part of this queer community is still illegal, Um, prides that are looking to be of even more service and best practices. So I am definitely living my best queer life. (laughs) That's
0: amazing. That it's like, I'm already tired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm already intrigued. I'm like, I love Interpride. So you said it again. Say Inter, not Interpride. What did you say?
2: Interpride. You got it. Yeah.
1: Interpride.
2: So it's just international pride. Love it. Uh, so no, it's a it. membership network.
1: I love that. That's yeah. that's what everyone, that's what we should be having in DC. You should have an Interpride instead of just DC pride. Because that's, <laughs> that's so important. Okay. Sorry. I love that. I just heard that. and I was like, oh, I love Interpride. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you're like, wait, tell <laughs> apologies, me apologies. I'll just keep going. So, let's start with Capital Pride
0: Alliance. Tell us what is uh, you have uh, like obviously any any place any place that you are adding diversity, quality, inclusion in is an amazing thing, and it's it's an uphill battle. Tell us about and so it's a huge undertaking. Tell us what what, what is it that you're doing at Capital Pride. Yeah, so
2: with Capital Pride, and anytime I'm stepping into DEIA work, it's really about the integration of equity in all things related to that movement, community, you know, organization. So, uh, what we're really focusing on is making sure that all of our programming is coming from a DEIA lens. So um, that's from our events, that's from the way that we govern our board, that's in the way that we work with volunteers, so it's just a number of things. And we have some specific events that we do um, that are really near and dear to the DEIA team's hearts. We have our Pride Talks, and so the Pride Talks are really about coming together as a community and sort of having like town halls on particular topics, could be anything. Um, and we actually have a couple coming up, and so I really, really, really ask folks to check out our website, look at all of the things that we've got going on. Um, but we're going to have one Pride Talk that's really about bringing all the Pride networks in D.C. together to talk about what we're doing for this upcoming season, what we're planning on doing um, throughout the year, because, you know, our slogan is Pride 365, because it's not just about June. Exactly. Um, you know, we're living our best queer lives all year long, and so we want to create ways to... To so highlight that always. And then we also have our Still We Lead, which is our professional development program, which really is a little bit of a deeper dive into how we as leaders within our community can do better. You know, there's always opportunities for us to learn, and just because, you know, we are queer or folks of color or whatever it is, there's opportunities for us to network and. And just grow and you know, our community needs so much support and it feels like there's always some sort of legislation of some sort of like bullshit yeah. that's happening. <laughs> That is trying to erase us. So our goal is to make sure that that doesn't happen.
0: You know, it's funny, Gina. uh, I think uh, bullshit is the um, common thread in this uh, in our pride series. This word seems to keep coming to the to the surface. Um, It's kind of ironic, but obviously well well suited. Because um, it is. It is exactly that bullshit.
1: That's got to be seriously um, just listening to, like, you know, like we were saying all the things, like, you know, you activate, you have all these different alliances, you have different groups, you know, you're going to come together, you're going to have this roundtable, you're going to have all of these things for your community. And then, like, then you have, like, some fucking idiot that decides, hey, I'm going to make a piece of legislation about, I don't know, parks in D.C. that everyone wants to pass and then tack on some, Other than it has to do with your community, with um, the gay community in DC or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, well, if you like parks, then you obviously don't like gays." So you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So like, I think you're you are um, you need. I I think what we need to do is uh, is address that. You know what I mean? To 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 the allegedly the straight, the closeted uh, gay and straight community ask people that live in the same community, because they have no idea when you say that, like the bullshit, that that's what's happening. Because they're like, I love my streets with no potholes. And you're like, yeah, except now on that street with no potholes, you can't have any sort of community centers, because that's how you got it.
2: Yeah, this happens with everything. And so I think about all of the work that I do, and especially you know, tying in all the things. Uh, a large majority of folks who are experiencing homelessness are part of the queer community. And so, like, when we talk about homelessness and we talk about, oh, I don't want those people on my street and, you know, out of sight, out of mind, it's the same thing. You create these legislations that are like, oh, you know, if you love rainbows and butterflies, then vote yes to this. But, you know, we're going to be kicking all of the homeless people into a place where nobody can see them. Yep, It's the same with Anything, and I just think about what's happening. You know, not to make this too political, but like what's happening with the Supreme Court. You go after one person's rights, you go after everybody's rights. Yes. So if we're not all enraged, then yeah. like we're not paying attention.
0: You are singing Gina's tune. <sighs> it is a very slippery slope, and when you start when you start taking away rights from one, you are actually taking rights away from many. And it it is that to that point. It's and um, actually the scary thing I heard this morning is they're going to. Um, there's, I think it's Kentucky that is um, taking it, it, bringing up that women, it, it's it's homicide. It it will be a criminal act on the woman to terminate her pregnancy. So then I then for me, my head goes to well, if that is a crime, punishable, a punishable crime, then what if for that woman who I don't know, maybe she's a not a good housekeeper and she slips down the steps cuz she didn't clean them off and she's pregnant and she miscarries is that is that manslaughter is that involuntary manslaughter then because she was she's she was obviously lacking in her uh, you know she did something that caused herself to fall you know to, and i i'm saying that as, as an asshole because i mean that that could it go that far i mean those are the things that that's that slippery slippery slope that to your point it affects many of us
2: absolutely and i just want people to wake up yep. like yep get a clue y'all yeah it can't we can't live in this world where it's like oh that's the other over there like that's their issue yep. no it's all our issues yep. and so if you're comfortable with somebody dictating how somebody lives their life through legislation then you're part of the problem yeah like just wait till it's coming for you next like come on now yeah
1: yep. it's, because, it's wild. because it will Like, that's what, that's, I think, what people don't realize is, like, it will come for you. It will come for your little perfect, you know, mode world, wherever you may live. And you think that if you ignore it, it's not a problem. Or if you can figure out how you're not part of it, then it's not a problem. But it starts, it'll come to your community. And that doesn't matter wherever you're listening to this podcast. It will come for you. Not... You know, some people say that, that, that um, you know, living in D.C. or New York City, I'm from New York originally, and um, they're like, "Oh, you're so loud and unspoken. You just tell everybody your opinion. And you're like, because you need to fucking hear it. And I might not be right, you know what I mean? But, like, you need to know that this is a problem. You live in D.C. You are, you are part of this community. You live in New York. You live in, I don't care. You live in Kansas. I don't care where you live. You are part of that community. And you are making decisions for that community by either being silent and accepting what's happening or, or being part of a solution and giving a, a bigger voice to the women, the um, those that can't speak for themselves, people that feel that they need to hide behind something. You need to show up. You know, like you need to show up. Yeah. To your point, Jana, that's a no.
0: To your point, I think that's really important for us all to understand. Like even that law that's going to change in in Kentucky that I mentioned, we those of us who don't live in Kentucky may feel like, oh, that's what's happening in Kentucky. But the truth is, to your point, it's it's that slippery slope, and and it does affect us. And even if it doesn't affect us personally, shouldn't we be concerned about those poor women who are going to be faced with this now? So, with that, we can say all these things, but to your but I want to bring it back to the fact that this woman lives a life of service. This is something that we should take and, 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 and embrace this and maybe take learnings from Natalie because whatever your cause is, that we need to be active. And so Natalie, that brings me to something that you said to me the other day, which I thought was amazing and that you create a greater, a larger plate because I'll be the first one to say, "I'm too damn busy. I've got so much going on. How could I ever volunteer, even though I have these strong opinions and these strong feelings, and I am concerned? Please tell me what did you mean by that so that I can embrace that?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually try to do a lot of professional development and personal development. Um, you know, I'm not one of those people who's like, "Oh, I did this thing, and now my life has changed." And you know, just sort of like down that slippery slope. Um, But I try to look at who I am as a person and what I want. And I did this one professional development uh, training that was, like, forever long. Mm. And I was, like, annoyed through the whole thing. But I stepped out of that uh, getting rid of reasons. Mm. Like, eliminating reasons why. And, like, understanding that reasons are just excuses and nobody has time for that. And it's, like, is this really truly important to me? Is this something that adds to me then? Get up and do it. And it takes away that energy around, I'm too busy. I mean, trust and believe, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I just don't want to do today. But then I realize like what I get to do in the mm-hmm. day. So, like, there's those moments that exist that they come back, but get rid of the reasons. Like, it's just an excuse. If it's really calling you, do it. And it helps you to create a larger plate for yourself. Everyone's like, well, I've got to sacrifice something to do something else. And I took a look at my day, and I was like, you know, I do kind of sit on my ass a lot. I could do this. <laughs> and and it kind of changed my life. Like, I, I have been able to step into spaces that I didn't even know was possible for me. Like, I get to travel the world and be around other queer people. And I didn't know that was possible for me. I left D.C. to come to San Francisco and, like, uprooted my life. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, I never thought it was possible. But it's like, get rid of the reasons. Like, if it's something that calls you, do it and explore. And it opens up a lot of doors. And I've gotten to do some really dope shit. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> That's awesome. And I guess, you know, that does come back to the the idea, which we talk about that on the show all the time, is that when you follow your passions, not only do you live a better life, you give you give back more too. Hmm. Because you're giving more of yourself. Because I think, because so. I think I, I'm echoing echoing your words is that you it, you don't it's not it's not work. It's not. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. So, Jean, I think it's time to put you to work. Yeah, I'm going to give you my passion. How about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go to your
1: passion. My let's passion. Let's talk about tips and tricks, shall we? We are talking about garnishing, garnishing your cocktails, right? So, what do we have today? We're going to do, like, a little layering effect with your um, lemons and your strawberries and a little bit of pepper. And I really wanted to talk to you about this because, like, I go to a lot of places and I see, like, the lemons cut, like, all crazy. Um, and this is really how you do it, right? So... Garnishes will call for different things. They'll say, okay, I need a wheel. Well, this is what a wheel is in a cocktail recipe. It is legitimately what that sounds like, is one wheel. The wheel should be thick enough to hold, not flimsy enough, and you can give it a little cut. And if you want to and get really, really fancy, you can dig out the little seeds in there and really make it a better experience. And when you have a wheel, you have a little lip, and then it sits on your glass like so you'll take like something like a strawberry and you'll cut it the same where you like, and you try to cut it the same width as the lemon. And you kind of, and you put it inside of your glass on the same way. You're going to put it in sideways. Great. Add your ice, muddle it, however you're going to do it. But what you're looking for in your garnish game and how to do the drink is that everything is kind of somewhat, even though they're not shaped, even though they're not shaped the same, they are the same width. And that way it'll give you the same amount of juice and you can make the cocktail, you know, a little bit more exceptional. So there you go, I got a little strawberry lemon sandwich. And that's how you use a wheel. So where are they gonna go to get this tips and tricks? You're gonna go to designateddrinker.show. You get some tips, tricks, and how-tos, and where to find Natalie,
0: and how you can get involved. Absolutely. Yeah. So to Gina's point, in those tips and even in your episode notes, we'll have links um, to Capital Pride Alliance. um, So that way, if you're in the D.C. area and you want to get involved, actually, Natalie, would we be able to get links from you? Like so from the international space, like so any of our listeners could get involved?
2: Yeah. So, you know, Capital Pride. I want to yep. wrap my, my home yep. city pride first. Yeah. You can check us out at Capital Pride DC on any of our platforms. And then if you're interested in Interpride, it's just interpride.org or Interpride on any social media platform. Um, it's a great way to uh, get information about what they're doing there. But start with Capital Pride. Start there and we'll work your way.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we'll, like again, we'll have that in our notes. If you didn't catch that, don't worry. You just scroll through your episode notes, and it'll be right there. Check out designatedrinker.show, and we'll have the links there as well. Um, so we're getting close to the end of the part one. Before we do that, um, Natalie, will you give us just what you would, if somebody doesn't listen to part two, just give them a little nugget of why one should live a life of service, what do you find most joyous in it?
2: Oh, that's a that's a good question. I think that's gonna be different for everybody, but for me, it's my soul can't rest unless I'm of service. Wow. Like there's something in my spirit that tells me that this is where I'm supposed to be. And so really listening to your gut, like if it calls you, do it. no matter how hard it may seem, no matter how impossible it may seem, you are capable. You are worthy, you are ready. Step into it, and you will find your community that supports you when you, like, understand for yourself this is where you're supposed to be. Like, people really need to listen to themselves a little bit more and not to other people telling them what is capable or possible.
0: Amazing. That's amazing. That is an
1: amazing piece of advice.
0: It is. I think that is a great way to end part one um, of our episode with Natalie Thompson. Um, But if you're like Gina or myself, you know one round is just never enough. Mm. So be sure you top off your drink and check out part two of this episode with Natalie as we continue our banter about celebrating pride, diversity, and acceptance. Um, And Gina, well, she's definitely gonna come back um, with a pride-worthy cocktail recipe that is Natalie-inspired. Cheers. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit MissingLink.com. That's missinglink.company. company.